0: I forgot my computer. <laughs> Dear God.
1: I feel so
0: What are you going to do?
1: Like, I feel like everyone's looking at they me. They can
0: see your your fit
1: now. No, you know what I feel like? I feel like a newscaster. Yeah. Reporting live. This yeah. is Taryn Renee with Unsolicited Advice. <laughs> Coming back from the
0: break, we will enter into our turn It Up segment. Oh, God. Oh, God. Well, I actually, I don't mind it. It's nice. No, for you, it's nice being able to see you. Okay, well, I asked you to join me, and you said no. Well, I can't. (laughs) I cannot. I need my computer in front of me because it has all my thoughts, and I take notes and all those things. I feel itchy within myself. You're just very uncomfortable. I'm very uncomfortable. If you guys want to see Taryn very uncomfortable, you should check out our YouTube channel because all of our episodes are recorded. I don't know if you guys knew that. Stop hitting the table.
1: What do I usually do with my hands?
0: I think they usually sit behind your laptop. Yeah. You're guys, this is priceless. You really should. I hate this. Check out the YouTube video okay. on this episode. Okay. It's worth it's worth the watch for sure. Let's just go. Let's this just is, go. This is it. Let's yeah. go. We are we going.
1: Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the <laughs> Not well. It
0: doesn't seem like it. Not well. Catch us up. What's going
1: on? Um, Let me think. I'm... I mean, life is pretty good. It's pretty mellow right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like... Like, you know when you're in between... Like, I feel like I, I like, processed all my surgery stuff and I'm good now. Mm-hmm. But then it's not happening for, like, a while still. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm just in this weird in-between, like, where you're, like, waiting till your vacation comes.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's but like not a, a fun weird vacation. In-between. Yeah. Vacation is uh, yeah. not
1: a good example. I, I have, like, butterflies when I think of it. And I'm just – I'm choosing to feel like I it's would, exciting butterflies.
0: <laughs> I would more so equate it to, like – you're studying for the SATs, and the SATs are a ways away, but you know you. Yeah,
1: and you're like, I'm not going to stress about it, so yeah, it's here. That's but, how I, you know, yeah. that's what I So I, I feel like life's been very, like, I think, mellow. I've been, I mean, like, weirdly in a good place mentally Building right now. Building a lot of Legos. Yeah, maybe that's why. <laughs> it's us cry for help. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I've been doing a lot of Legos. I've been getting dressed out with a lot of friends. For six days straight. I got dressed. Um, yeah, I feel like I've been very intentional about like being in a good place because uh-huh. I think sometimes we think it's all mental work, but it's not. So like even like physically, you can do things to like help yourself get out of a funk. Like for me, it was I'm gonna like commit to getting dressed in an outfit every day. And like it was hard, but it also weirdly helped. Okay. Uh, yeah, Where makes perfect sure sense to me. So I think that's it. Uh, we're going to Vegas this weekend. Yeah. It's yeah, going to be <laughs> rough. I haven't been to Vegas since I've been in my 30s. Yeah, you know,
0: uh, me neither, I guess. Well. Have we? I don't think I have. No. I guess the last time I went was, actually I was. I'm so sorry. I went was earlier I this year, but it wasn't that kind of a thing. It was oh, like yeah, a, yeah. it was like a event thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um one of our dear friends is getting married next year and get this guys, get this. Uh, this is like the dream wedding invitation. Yeah. Her wedding is in Florence and it's not even just like a random girl that's getting married in Italy. It's a wedding photographer who has shot multiple weddings uh-huh. in Italy and Not only does she have all of the connects from being a photographer who shot weddings in Italy and has been multiple times just because she's a little travel crazy, Um, but she has a cousin who works at a venue in Italy and also has connects. And he's been out there for years. Yeah. So this is the ideal Situation. This is like the the, the person that you, the wedding you've always wanted to be invited oh, it's to. It's going to be a movie. Is happening yeah. next year. We're all very, very excited. But her bachelorette party is this weekend and it's in Vegas and it is going to be Wild, insane am i prepared no no i have already started the hydration train in preparation for (laughs) this weekend like i'm keeping it clean i've been working out every day i've been trying to pound water because
1: i'm gonna be so dehydrated this weekend it's It's gonna gonna be be rough rough. she like every minute of every day is planned and beyond Mm -hmm. extra so um it's gonna be it's gonna be intense my tattoo sleeves came in my tattoos came too, well, mm-hmm. okay, so why we got tattoos? yeah, let's clear one of the nights, the theme for how to dress is dress your type so all it's gonna be this group of like how many of us is there? there's like twenty four girls yeah, like twenty four biggest like, party hot, beautiful in their prime Ladies. women, you know, and we're all gonna go out dressed as men <laughs> our type, so I'm wearing like a matching. Nike sweatsuit mm-hmm. with like a hat and then I'm gonna have like tattoos on like my neck and my hands mm-hmm. and then do you want to say what you're I <laughs> I
0: think'm I'm, I'm trying to figure out the bottom still I think I'm just gonna wear like black sweatpants yeah um and I was going to wear an Aviator Nation shirt or hoodie and then um my boyfriend's aloe hat because he wears it constantly yeah um he's part of his brand as just a human being is all of his tattoos. So I ordered those like cheap tattoo sleeves (laughs) because he has pretty much a full sleeve on one arm. The other one has just a few. So I tried to find like all black tattoo sleeves and they only came in like packs of 12. (laughs) 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 And like, so I was like, you know what? I'm sure someone else's guy has something similar. So I'm just going to bring them all and give them to everyone to use. But um, I picked out the one I'm going to use last night.
1: It's going to be crazy. Like, a lot of the girls are getting, like, wigs, um uh-huh. facial hair. Are you doing <laughs> like,
0: anything like that?
1: I was going to maybe draw a beard, but. I think I might draw on, like, stubble. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I'm going to get a wig because I'm wearing a hat. So I think I'm just going to, like, pin my hair up. Yeah. But, yeah, it's going to be so. Because, like. Nobody's gonna look sexy because no. even if you're gonna wear black sweatpants, like you can't wear cute form-fitting ones. They have no. to be like, and
0: I can't crazy wear crazy like, sweatpants with heels is the vibe. But nah. like in chunky sneaks yeah. is, <laughs> it's just it's very interesting. I've never done anything like this. Part of me is like, part of me hates it because no one. I don't know. Fun. The part of the fun of Vegas and being female. If you are a listener, let me let me clue you in on this free drinks is a it. real thing and getting into clubs for free is a real thing yeah. as long as you dress the part like the the code <laughs> is look sexy you will get free drinks and you will get into places for free not when you look like a dude yeah so will we have fun yes is will it gonna we have be to pay a riot for everything
1: ourselves that night that one night is gonna be interesting but I d- I will say like there was one time me and my group of friends dressed as The Sons of Anarchy crew, Uh and we all were so like I was Jacks Teller. Like we went hard, Mm -hmm. and we were in San Diego, and it was during Halloween, and like all the girls are in like pay season, nothing, right? Yeah, we got so much more attention than everyone because like all the guys thought it was so cool. Yeah, so I feel like we could
0: still like feminine. Like was your hair and makeup still done? I mean. <laughs>
1: slightly, but I was I'm wearing like leather jacket with
0: like a beard drawn on my face. <laughs> but I think
1: the shock factor. I think we'll <laughs> yeah, get it. Like, yeah. and any guy that I would be interested in would think it was funny. I mean, so yeah. I'm still, I'm still hoping to get some <laughs> connects the, in the love department. Well, you know,
0: I have high hopes for Saturday. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I have zero hopes. What for if Friday. I only get hit on the night that I'm dressed on as Friday. a dude? <laughs> I'm going to have to rethink We'll have to unpack that later if that's what what (laughs)
0: happens.
1: Um, But we are very,
0: very excited. It's going to be so much fun. And uh, yeah, we're looking forward to it. I have to pack tonight because we leave tomorrow. Rough.
1: Do you have anything else you need to update on? Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah,
0: You know, I had, well, okay, couple of things, couple of things. One, uh, today is mine and my boyfriend's one year, which is crazy. Feels like I just met him. Uh, it went by so fast, and but we're then very also excited. it feels like you've been with him forever. I know it's, it's like really a weird. It's a weird like emotion, Um, but very very excited. Also, he doesn't know because I booked a re- I booked us a reservation at Yamashiro. If you guys have never been to LA or are planning to come to LA, it's this really dope, very old Japanese restaurant in the Hollywood Hills. I've, it's so 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 good. It has a beautiful view of downtown mm. and just like the city in general. Um, And he's never been. So I booked a reservation there for tonight, and he doesn't know. Cute. Um, So very excited about that. Um, I came in, like, bothered today because I had an appointment this morning at, like, 930 and it was in Pasadena, and I was like, you know what, I, that's that's an easy drive, I wake up, says it's gonna take an hour, and I was like, an hour to get to Pasadena, so I'm like rushing, I didn't eat, I like threw on clothes, and then tried to get like fully ready, because I was coming straight from there, like to here, um, so I wanted to be podcast ready, so then I finally get there, I'm running late, I'm just like a hot mess, I finally finish, and I'm, coming on my way back and i'm like typing in the address to get back and it says an hour still and i'm like what is up with traffic today there must yeah. have been an accident like something must be really wrong and then um i like scroll down a little bit more to see if there were any other options and i noticed that somehow avoid highways was turned on Oof. And I could have gotten to my appointment in probably 20, <laughs> 25 minutes tops. And it took me an hour. You were just I driving through streets? Side streets. Yeah. yeah. I literally went all the way around. It was crazy. Yeah. You've recovered though. Yeah. But in other news, I found a podcast that I like. <laughs> on your drive? Yeah. Uh, it's called Obsessions Wild Chocolate.
1: What does that mean?
0: And it's this guy who is just obsessed with chocolate. And he decides to go on an adventure to find the purest form of cacao. And it's in like. I forget where but like somewhere in Africa like just like middle of nowhere and his whole adventure to find it and <laughs> he's an excellent storyteller and it's really good. There literally is a podcast for everything. I mean yeah. We really got in at a good time. You yeah know, we really we've did. We've been around and yeah. I feel like everyone's starting podcasts We're established. Now. They wish they are as cool
1: as us. Yeah they really do. Mm-hmm. Um, Amazing well I think that's all. Obsessions <laughs> Wild Chocolate check it Obs- out. <laughs> wild Chocolate <laughs> We're, start picturing us as men. I can't wait to, like, take photos. Yeah. I bet I'm just going to look like my brother, which is unfortunate. <laughs> but.
0: Well, I am very excited because I have a very good tearing it up. Ooh. I read it, found it last night, and just giggled the whole time. It was so funny and very cute. So... Here we go. Oh, do you want to explain what Taryn and Up is, Taryn?
1: Yeah, it's um, basically we have a segment where we read embarrassing, funny stories, and then we all laugh together. Do we need to continue to explain them? I feel like no, but also, I mean, I guess if new people are here. Yeah. But, you know. Just thoughts. Just thinking out loud. I don't think we need to. If you don't think we need to explain them anymore,
0: let us know. Everyone's like, please stop. They're like, we know. <laughs> we get it. <laughs> okay, let's get into it. Um, Hey, Taryn and Ash. I am so obsessed with your pod, especially the October series. And yes, I'm one of those people who listens to podcasts at the gym. I personally think listening to good slash deep conversations is a better escape or distraction from literally dying during a workout than music is, but to each their own. I mean, I completely disagree, but yeah, again, like she said. Yeah. To each their
1: own. I need, I need some hot slamming bass in my ear. If there is not
0: a Why bass keeping tempo so for weird. me, my tempo will fall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden I'm strolling because I could listen to a podcast during a stroll. Not a, Not a sprint, not a run, <laughs> not a any. Yeah, you get it. Anyways, continuing. Anyway, I want to get right into this funny story because it was so awkward and I'm still recovering. My name is Liz and feel free to share it. Hey, Liz. Hey, girl. So I recently joined a new gym, and it has a bunch of high-tech fancy equipment that I'm not really used to. Lately, I have been loving cardio on the treadmill with the pre-recorded workouts that they have stored on the machines. Eventually, I found out that I could connect my headphones to the treadmill through the Bluetooth so that I could hear the trainer on the screen and follow along. I took my headphones off and put them in pairing mode, trying to get them to connect, but it didn't seem to work. I got tired of messing with it, so I said whatever and started the workout anyways. I continued playing your podcast through my headphones, but it was not nearly loud enough, so I just figured my very old Beat Solo wireless had finally stopped working. I finished my 34-minute interval run and took my headphones off to head to the locker room, but I could still hear your podcast playing. Not just playing, but playing loudly and very clear. Over the gym speakers for all to hear. Yes, you heard that correctly. Wait, wait, wait.
1: Yeah.
0: Wait. (laughs) It's just so funny. It's so funny. Like, what are the odds? (laughs) Not another treadmill next to her, but the main gym speakers. How does that even happen? their, Their system must have some kind of Bluetooth linking system that isn't locked.
1: Like, it must be public. Oh, uh, my gosh. (laughs) Wait so everyone just had to listen to us talk. (laughs) (laughs) I hope it was like a really weird episode, too. Uh,
0: She continues, frantic and confused. I started messing with my headphones, trying to figure out what was happening and how to get it off. I finally figured out that my phone had somehow gotten connected to the gym's Bluetooth speakers when trying to pair my headphones with the treadmill. I didn't even know that was possible. I didn't know that was possible no, either. No, I didn't either. But clearly, maybe it was like a newer gym and they just hadn't had that issue yet.
1: But also, like, none of the staff cared. They were just like, oh. Well, they probably, like, once it's... Oh, true. Like, you would think they could just, like, turn maybe it off. we just caught their interest
0: right away and they were like... Mm, they were like, what's going to happen? Let's listen. Who are these chicks? I wonder what they're going to say.
1: <laughs> Dang, should we get sponsored by the gym? I mean, that
0: would be that would be it. Hit us up 24. <laughs> 24 hours fitness. It's <laughs> like what's the name? <laughs> Anyways, I was literally so embarrassed but tried to play it cool because everyone and I mean Everyone was looking around, trying to figure out what was going on and who had messed up. LOL. I could not let everyone know that it was my spooky podcast about a webca- webcam stalker playing oh. nice and loud for my entire gym series? to enjoy. <laughs> webcam stalker, that was a good one that too. That was a scary. That one. was yeah, scary. Yeah, yeah. So you know, everyone was probably like, "Wait, what's ha- what's happening?" I would have been, yeah. And she said it went for thirty-four minutes straight. Wow, that's like a f- almost a full episode. That's cool. She continues, I still have no clue how this happened or why an employee didn't come and turn it off, and I'm too terrified to try to connect to those stupid technology-advanced machines ever again. I'm literally traumatized, although at least it wasn't an episode about boy drama or periods. <laughs> then I quite literally would have moved to a different gym. <laughs> well, actually, she wouldn't have to. She would have just had to play it cool. Yeah. As long as no one knows it was you. No, yeah. There's no embarrassment. You
1: just have to, like, look around, too, yeah. acting like... Who is that? What's going on? Inconvenient.
0: (laughs) Hope you got a good laugh at this free promo from me. Heck yeah. But I love you guys and your content. Keep being amazing. Your faithful listener, Liz. Wow. P.S. Here is a technology related dad joke that I got a kick out of. Hit me with it, Ash. What did the man do when his Nintendo match ended in a tie? I don't know. He asked for a Wii match. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> we thank you Liz for the dad joke we love a good dad joke we do? we do wow you heard it here first folks listen guys we couldn't have a dad joke on every episode for the last three years and not be able to say that we love dad jokes
1: I still think you just secretly hate it so much
0: oh I think I've made that clear
1: <laughs> so you can't say we well like it's our podcast is it not? We're like
0: the parents that
1: we we make parenting decisions together and then fight about it in secret. Yeah. Love that. Love Mm -hmm. that for us. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We'll talk about this later. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, let me freaking read from my phone. You'll be fine. Like a peasant. (laughs) I hate this so much. I feel so, I keep like um, cowering, you know, behind my mic. Like hunching? Yeah, it's just weird. I feel like... Or do I always do that?
0: I was... um, eh, Yeah. Nothing different. Okay.
1: Cool. All right. This story is titled, Am I the Bad Guy? Ooh. It's a little lengthy. Could be. Could not be. We'll let you know at the end. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, buckle up. All right. I'm going to try to read fast. Taryn and Ashley. I love it. (laughs) Usually it's like, hey, Taryn. Hey, Ashley. But this is like addressed like a letter. You know, like, Taryn and Ashley, comma. Mm -hmm. I love the... Grammatically correct right? ones. <laughs> How are you guys? Well, we're okay. <laughs> Rewind <laughs> to the beginning if you want an update. Uh, first off, I would like to tell you guys that I absolutely love your podcast and look forward to it every week. You guys are truly special. Thank you for what you guys do for us. For this story, I would like to rena- remain anonymous, but you guys can know my name. Got it. In case you wanted to know Ash. I wonder if they can ever hear that. I'm hoping, Michaela. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you know, do what you got to do, Michaela. Um, I'm an Enneagram Nine, <gasps> my people. But two was a close second. Hmm.
0: Still, my people. She's our child. <laughs> <laughs> if Taryn and I had a kid, yeah, it would
1: be you. Yeah, <laughs> you lucky duck. Yes. Um, she did give a trigger warning that she goes into a little bit of grooming and toxic relationships. So. With any of our stories, if you feel like you can listen to it and talk about advice or listen and participate in the discussion, obviously, we would love you to be here. And we try to always talk about hard topics in a very like gentle way. Mm-hmm. But if that's something that triggers you, then obviously use your judgment for that. Um, I, I apologize in advance because, unfortunately, there's a lot of backstory to my current situation. My story starts four years ago. I was a sophomore in high school and on a month-long vacation with some family in Mexico. On this vacation, I met a family friend that lived in the city we were visiting. This guy was significantly older than me, but as a boy-crazy teenage girl, I was immediately crushing on him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. I had a crush on, like, everyone when I was little. But if she's a sophomore in high school, how old are you? Sophomore? 15? Fourteen, fifteen. So significantly older. I'm a sophomore. He's you over get your 18. permit. So fifteen. Yeah, I thought he was so cute, but really, that was it. As we didn't even speak each other's languages. However, while in Mexico, he started to reciprocate some flirting. This is the first ick of the story. Fast forward, and I was back in the U.S. and didn't think anything would come of this innocent crush I had in Mexico. To my surprise, we started chatting here and there on Facebook Messenger. Here and there quickly became FaceTiming every day. No, literally. We talked so much that I am now fluent in Spanish. Oh. We talked for three years and he quickly got Three years? Yeah. His grasp on me. I was now in love with him. I mean, how exciting and flattering that a grown, quote unquote, mature man would like me. Mm -hmm. He would make me promises of how he was waiting for me, that he loved me, he wanted to get married, etc., This love, quote-unquote, was accompanied by a lot of control. I missed out on quite literally every high school experience because I was scared of the conflict that would arise in this relationship. This mixed with my severe social anxiety. My ignorant bliss completely flipped on its head when one day he gave me his Facebook password to help him with something in his account. This was a year in. Glad to help, I got into his Facebook to find numerous explicit messages and countless women proving that he was most definitely participating in a life I wasn't aware of. To say I was heartbroken was an understatement. However, his claws in me were too deep, and after a pathetic apology, I stupidly forgave and continued on. He loved me, after all. At least, that's what he made me believe. It was two more years and a couple of repetitions repetitions of this cycle later when I finally flew out to Mexico on my 18th birthday to start dating him in real life. This was August 2021. Oof. I had forgiven him each time I caught him in these lies and betrayals and to say that it was all bad would be a lie. We had good times. He felt like my best friend. I would confide in him for everything and always look to him when I needed a good laugh. Dating in person felt magical. Finally, we could start living out the many fantasies I had about our life that I created in my head. Two months in, I felt he had proven to me that he really had changed his old habits, and he was ready for our relationship to be taken to the next level. So, after discussion, he proposed, and of course, I said yes. Oh, no. She puts in parentheses. Oh, idiot. (laughs) Me when I talk to myself. (laughs) However, a month later, I had a strong intuition that something was up as he started to act strange. I am hardly ever a snooper, but I snooped and again found numerous sexually explicit messages with women. I was devastated. We were engaged and he decided to do this. I ran out on him, but he reeled me back in and I was stupid enough to come back. This was November 2021. The next month was us preparing, repairing our relationship. I really wanted proof that this would actually be the last time. My trust was crumbling, and when I flew back to the U.S. in January, I considered breaking it off for good. I was exhausted from his games and started to feel really taken advantage of. Mm -hmm. I also had no trust in him. Every word he spoke sounded like a lie. In February, after a month of working and going to school in the U.S. and finally getting the courage to break it off, I got the positive test. She's prego. no. This was probably the scariest day of my life. To feel that you are trapped with someone who has been so terrible to you is quite literally the worst feeling. It was a battle in my head. Do I stay and make it work for my baby or should I break it off anyways? I tried to make it work my whole pregnancy. I visited Mexico twice and both times he showed me that he actually might be changing. I didn't find any evidence pointing to him cheating. He was actually being super kind and wonderful partner. While I was there, he took amazing care of me. He treated me like a queen. I wasn't fully convinced, but my feelings were starting to shift. I had my baby in October. She's my whole world. And all of a sudden, nothing else matters but her. Mm -hmm. Resentment, sadness, anger, and all these negative feelings towards him flooded in me after I had her. I couldn't help but think how disgusting it was that he took advantage of such a young girl. Mm -hmm. I felt angry about his actions and behaviors throughout the last three years. I can't help but think how he had ulterior motives the whole time. After a few weeks of thinking, I decided to pull the trigger we have to separate. He is making it extremely difficult. I mean, how can I blame him? For nine months, I led him to believe that we were okay. He is in love with our daughter, and I truly feel like he wanted to make this work so that we could be a family. He says for the baby, but I can't help but think it's for him. I feel like the bad guy for wanting to separate. How could I separate our potential family? Am I the bad guy for letting things of the past haunt our relationship now? If it were up to me, I would completely cut ties, but how can I make it so that he can feel involved in our daughter's life? Or do I even owe him that? Any advice or thoughts are welcome. I was so scared to write this because I'm so embarrassed. That makes me so sad. I'm going to address that in a second. Please hold. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Writing this out just proves to me how naive and stupid I was. However, I'm hoping that your judgment-free zone remains true with this. Even if you don't read this on the pod, if you read this at all, I am so honored and thank you. Much love, Anonymous. And then she attached a picture of her and her baby. Oh
0: little I peanut. She's so look cute. at her cheeks. Oh,
1: that gives me emotional. Okay. I have like so many things I want to say, and I feel like you are probably the same. I'm infuriated. It just, you know. The more we've talked about this on our episode before, things like gaslighting and grooming and things that come to mind when I hear her story mm. really were really were not we weren't educated in them when we were no. young. And
0: to our parents slash teachers' defense, I don't think they really knew about it either,
1: yeah. Well, when you heard things like that, you you thought more of like, Really intense, yes, it was versions of that, very like very scary of straight up, like grown man with a child, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. but, extremes, but there's so much we know now mm-hmm. about the just terrible, toxic cycle of people who like gaslight and are narcissists and like drag people into this whirlwind of a relationship mm-hmm. that. Now we know of like signs to watch for and the whole time to Taylor, thanks to Taylor Swift
0: who wrote All Too Well. Right? (laughs) Seriously. Not me taking notes, listening to the song.
1: Yeah, but like, (laughs) I mean, even in the cycle of her going back to him, her apologizing, her like feeling embarrassed, like it just shows how much he was in her mind. Mm -hmm. And that's how they control you. Well, Also,
0: he he got in at such a young age. He was teaching her what love is. He was the one that was showing her like what a relationship is like that had the ability to like coach her into essentially. I mean, I and it sounds crazy, but I I think he very much so and very bluntly manipulated you into marrying him from a very young age. Age, And I think that's why it probably felt so natural because it did start so startlingly early. Like, it's not like, you know, I have so many girlfriends that are in the dating world right now. And it's so easy to spot when someone's being manipulative because it happens so fast. Like, it's like, oh a month later that they've already dove in in. that's such an easy, obvious red flag. When you've been talking to someone for years and you obviously have never been in a relationship before and you obviously don't know what love is or haven't experienced anything. Mm -hmm. It's very easy to trust them because you were a child. Yep. You're trusting like everyone is. That's not your fault. That's not anyone's fault. Like that's who you are innately as a child. Yeah. And what he did was extremely wrong, but I don't, I, I hate that you feel embarrassed because I would have probably done the same thing. Yeah. Like that's why we have to take such good care of our, of kids and be yeah. so protective of them because they're vulnerable. And yeah. what he did was, was very, very wrong yeah. and manipulative. And I wouldn't be surprised if you're not the only one. No. Yeah.
1: And like, it's just like for, for that whole relationship to be triggered by you guys just meeting, Mm-hmm. And being family friends and then it like it's just it just shows how much, you know, if he's going around and he's doing all these like messages with people, like he obviously is a guy that gets a high off mm-hmm. of like women wanting him or yeah, being he's wanted. Off on it. And I think um just to go back on what you said, I've even noticed and I've just so like you I hate that you feel embarrassed and like mm-hmm. dumb about this. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to share some of my stuff so you understand like all of us have tendencies. If you have a unhealthy start in life to something, whether that's um, you, like people even like their relationship with parents when they're younger can affect how their relationships are older. But especially when it's like a romantic first mm-hmm. experience, like my first innocent love. Which I always talk about, like you have your innocent love, mm-hmm. you know, that you don't know any better. So you accept anything you get. And usually that's the one you get the most hurt of because right. you don't have any walls up. You have no boundaries, which really. Which this, <laughs> this was yours. Yeah. And he's, he went straight from like innocent love to all consuming. because was innocent he, on your end. Yeah. It was very much not so on his part. <laughs> but mine was, he kept going back to his previous girlfriend when I didn't know. So mm-hmm. he he forced me into being like the other girl and when I was and I was so young and I didn't understand and so that created this sense in me that I had to earn or prove to someone why they should choose me. Mm-hmm. And I still to this day struggle with that. Like I still struggle in my relationships especially with guys where I can be very performative. Because my biggest fear is that they're going to choose someone else over me. And mm-hmm. I have to, like, really work to show them that, like, no, it should be me. Like, choose me, mm-hmm. you know. And and I'm in my 30s. And that was when I was in high school. And mm-hmm. I still have effects of that. Because mm-hmm. when you're so young and you're so just raw and vulnerable, those things can stick with you. Yeah. And so the patterns that you were involved in that you find embarrassing is nobody's fault except his. Mm -hmm. You were taken advantage of, you were forced into the situation. The fact that you withheld from high school things and he's not even around, Mm -hmm. like the fact that he had that power from you from that far away just shows how manipulative he was and shows that you owe him absolutely nothing. Like he's stolen enough from you. So I feel like you should not be embarrassed at all but you should realize that you're part of a group of women or group of people in general that have had their like innocence stolen from them mm-hmm. at a young age and it's heartbreaking it's and you so should feel you should not feel embarrassed like you should feel you should mourn for that younger self of yourself yeah yourself you know what I'm saying like younger version of yourself a hundred and support her the best way you can. Ugh. Yeah. I mean
0: that the age that you were at is meant for making mistakes and learning and like doing all of these things, but not those kinds of mistakes. Yeah. You're supposed to be like goofing around with your friends, not in a serious relationship like that. And I'm so sorry he held you back from um, all of the amazing high school experiences um, piggybacking off of Taryn. Obviously things, dramatically change when you have a kid. I don't have a kid, but I've had plenty of friends that have had kids and everything changes. Like every friend I've ever had is like, nothing matters anymore except for this little baby. I will do everything in my power to protect, to take care of this child. Um, And I think that includes keeping them safe from even their father sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I understand the honestly natural desire to keep your family together. I think that is an instinct that we all have and would love. Um, but that's unfortunately just not the case for yeah. a lot of people. And I think in your situation, it's safe to say that you have found yourself in a relationship with a narcissist and a manipulative liar. And I personally wouldn't want any of that near yeah. my kid. Yeah, I don't think you need to permanently keep him away. I think he could have visitation. Um, I don't know where you live. So you might want to look into the law's, of your state first um, and see like what your options are. But I would go for full custody and I would go for allowing him to visit along, uh, obviously with like a supervised visit.. because yeah. um, I would want my kid to to at least know yeah her father. But I don't think as of right now, he has he has no say in her life and doesn't deserve to have a say because he's honestly trash. And I would keep that as far away from her as possible. Maybe someday I do believe people can change. I think it's very rare, but I think it's possible if he can one day show up and be like, I've done this, this, this and this over X amount of time. Then sure. Yeah, we can rethink it then. But until then. No, but baby yeah. girl is yours yeah. and you take very good care of her and surround yourself in a community that can help you do that.
1: Yeah. I mean, also like, I mean, again, like, I don't know. We don't know a lot of the details, right? Like mm-hmm. we're, we're just seeing, he, we just read a very like bullet point list right. of what's going on. But I mean, like, I feel they like. get married? I, I don't know. No, they're, they're, they're just they engaged. They were engaged and then she's breaking it off.
0: What's up. that called Legally. If there's a term for you're not married, but you're in a relationship that basically mimics marriage. There's a term.
1: I don't think they've been long enough. I think it has to be like a certain amount of years. But if you're engaged and you have a kid together, that's oh, a certain know. type of. I don't know that. TBD. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Google it. It'll yeah. pop right up. I'm not sure. I mean, I think there's like, so, that's why I hope that like you can break through the whole like embarrassment part of this because you genuinely need to start talking to people about what's going on because part, part of me is like, would I even trust this man around a kid with the fact that like he pursued me as a kid that would go into my mind. I do think people having babies like does change people. Like they realize like I got to get my life together, you know? Mm hmm. I don't know. Like, there's so much, like, up in the air. So I feel like you genuinely need to pull people into your life that you trust, their judgment, they know you well, they know him, whatever it is. But with the whole – I've had many friends that have been in relationships that were not healthy. And they had kids and they had that pressure about, oh, I have to keep our family together, But at the end of the day, like when I would talk to them, I'm like, but is it better to have a family unit that is tense and toxic Toxic. or is it better for you to show your kids an example of standing up for what's right for yourself and being the healthiest version of yourself? Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't mean that you have to have a toxic relationship with your ex, Mm -hmm. but now we get two Christmases or now we get, you know, like yeah. visitations are fun also, or whatever. I,
0: I know it's not ideal. It's so common. It is. It is it's so, so common. Sad, but I feel, it is. But like that that's just the truth and reality of where we're at. Yeah. And I and I think I agree. I wholeheartedly agree with Taryn. I've had so many friends get divorced and slash listen to what their mom had to put up with or what their dad had to put up with. And the whole time they were like, why would you allow The other partner to do that. And I I think something that people forget is like, just because they're kids doesn't mean they're dumb. Like, they're aware. Even if they can't articulate things, they're absorbing the emotions and they're witnessing the energy and they're witnessing the anger and, you know, they're taking all of that in and it still deeply affects them. Oh, a thousand percent. So, even at a young age, if they can't fully vocalize like how they're feeling, watching their mom stand Mm -hmm. up and take care of them and prioritize them over this facade of a, of a healthy, happy family is, is setting the bar high and setting the standards high in their own lives and teaching them what's actually right and what's actually worth pursuing, you know? And I think that is so monumental in how you raise your child.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know how I geek out on child development. I'm just going to drop a little nugget. If you didn't know, that's what I do for a living. Um, (laughs) But developmentally, children, like young kids, like around two and three, they don't have the ability to pick up on what's going on around them and form their own emotions. Mm -hmm. Developmentally, they look to adults or someone they trust, and then they look at what emotion they have, and then that forms how they feel. Yeah. So if an earthquake happens. I'm looking to an adult, and if they look scared, I'm scared. Yeah. Or if you know, that's why. Like you'll see, like if a, say like a kid is with their dad, and the dad like raises their voice and is yelling at the TV a uh, football game, and then the kid gets scared and starts crying, because they feel that emotion and mm-hmm. th- it makes them feel scared and ins- or anxiety or whatever. So like if you're if you're at a place where you're fully focused on your kid, it makes sense why you're starting to get these feelings of like, okay, nothing else matters except her. Yeah. And I don't want to be around this. Mm-hmm. And I think you're valid in feeling that. You have to do what's best. If if going into a relationship with him looks like a lot of control, a lot of controlling what your decisions are about your kid, a lot of – um toxic interactions you being miserable that's not going to be good for your kid either yeah so I think if if that's the only thing you have capacity to focus on focus on what's best for her Mm -hmm. and also I mean I heard this there's a saying and it always gets me every time it like gets circled around but the whole like when people tell you who you are like listen yeah and I think He's been showing you, like, with the multiple messages you found, with the multiple like lies you've caught him in, or um, reflecting and the seeing multiple the multiple women he that he's been you. talking to. Yeah, like there's one no is excuse enough, for that. You know? Yeah, so I don't know. I feel like he's he's told you who he is. I, f- I I, I feel like know. he made the
0: decision for you. Yeah. He actually, I, I think he made it a very easy decision. I don't think he should be in your life or the kid's life for a while until he figures his shit out. Like he needs to learn to prioritize you and you alone. Yeah. And the kid like it's, it's a very easy decision. Yeah. I mean, just the, fact it's that obviously your decision so to young. make. Yeah.
1: But like, yeah. Oh, uh, well, Oof. <laughs> Messy, I think, messy. I think you need to seek people. Mm-hmm. You need to seek out people. Mm-hmm. You need to talk to people. Look into child custody. Be honest with how your relationship started. Yeah. Because if you're embarrassed, I'm sure when you talk about stuff, you're withholding things because you feel dumb. But you need to get rid of that because you are not. You were taken advantage of. Um, like, yeah, point blank. And it's very important that you start sorting through your
0: emotions because, I mean you might think that you're in love but that's not what love actually looks like because i don't i don't know what his plan was no, in the beginning but that's that's not normal and i think that's it's really important that
1: people tell you that yeah that's why there's laws in place like a 14 year old 15 year old kid like can't give consent cuz they don't even know what they're talking about like exactly. they're too young yeah. to be put in situations like that so i think and i love
0: how he he planned it so perfectly yeah. right at 18 like yeah. you were able to go co- go see him you know yeah. like it's uh it's really really manipulative yeah. he planned the whole thing out to say he didn't is yeah is
1: a lie yeah so um i really think you should look into therapy too yeah. i'm going to throw that out there mm-hmm. because i think the road to healing is going to be hard because i think a lot of realizations are going to come out yeah. of like oh, shoot, like that wasn't normal or yeah. that was not healthy. Yeah. So I think for the I next think relationship process. One day. Yeah. You've got a lot of processing ahead. But I think you focus on that beautiful baby girl mm-hmm. and and even for motherhood. Yeah.
0: Yeah. To get rid of to to process all of that and be done with it so that you can clear headedly be a mom. Yeah. You know, I think even that alone is is a
1: perfect enough reason. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, we're sending I feel all of the love to you and your little one. And, you know, if anything, just focus on her. Like mm-hmm. she's the blessing that came out of like this yeah. mess. And yeah. I think you focus on her and giving her the life and support and protection so that she doesn't end up in a situation like this. You know, yeah. like I think instead of focusing on the bad, we can we can shift to be like, OK, what can I take from this mm-hmm. to make me stronger to face whatever else life has? You know? Oh,
0: 100%. My dad um, was married before he met my mom and uh, was in just a horrible relationship, really bad, very messy marriage. They ended up getting divorced. He will tell you to this day his son is the best thing that ever happened to him. Yeah. And that is the one good thing that ever yeah. came out of that uh, relationship. And he thanks God every day that he had and went through that messy relationship because he got him. Yeah. So like she is your blessing. She's your miracle. And let's fully focus on her yeah. and your guys'
1: relationship. I agree. Oh, we love you. And anybody oh, else I feel who, sick. I just think – I think God gives us gut feelings. And I just feel like usually when you talk to people – they usually people will say, yeah, like I just I had a feeling it was wrong, or I had a feeling it was off, and I think we don't talk about stuff because we get nervous we're gonna like ruin it, or like we're so happy in the moment, yeah. yeah. But that's why like the one thing I learned from my past relationship is I was so worried about protecting people's opinion on him. Mm-hmm that I ended up getting stuck in situations that did so much damage to me later. Yeah. So now like I will always tell people like, it's important to tell people what do you fight about in your relationship? Like what bothers you about a person? Like if something happens and you have like a weird feeling, like that was a weird interaction, go and tell somebody that you Mm -hmm. trust. If it's someone who genuinely loves you they'll be able to walk through that with you and not just be like oh break up with him but actually talk through it yes but if you have a weird feeling about a person no matter who they are to or what their relationship is to you you need to voice it yeah because when you start to suppress that intuition that you have it gets weaker and weaker Mm -hmm. so you have to when you feel those feelings talk to somebody. And if you end up in a situation where you're like this isn't right, get help. Like yeah. it 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 snowballs faster than you ever imagine. Yeah. So at the beginning with those little tiny things that start to be like ooh that felt weird, just if you're in a situation like that, talk to somebody you love and trust because mm-hmm. it's it's always like hindsight that you're like oh, why didn't I say anything, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. I agree with Taryn. We <coughs> Lesson to be learned from this talk. Yeah. Share everything. Don't be embarrassed. Even
0: even at like 15, 16, if you had told a friend that you were chatting with a guy who was significantly older in another country that you met years ago and you might go see him, you know, this summer or whenever, like anyone would have been like, oh,
1: and why do you think why do you think that's why people who are narcissistic isolate yep. the people they're with? Yep. I guarantee if we asked her mm-hmm. did you have friends in high school, she would probably say no. Yeah. Because he was so controlling. Because yeah. people know when they're doing something like sketchy, yeah. I'm gonna isolate you so that you don't tell so you have anybody. No idea. And nobody's I, checking in on you. I had
0: a friend recently who's significantly older than you are. Um, she's more my age, who was in a relationship, and she was in it for, what, two months? And um, very quickly, I stopped seeing her. I stopped. Yep. More importantly, I, I know our, our lives are busy, and we don't always see each other. I stopped really hearing yep. from her. And every time I did see her, she was on the phone with this guy. Which... Very polar opposite to her personality. Very she's a very relational person. Yes. And she would walk into my house on the phone with him and she would hang up and she'd be like, Hey, okay, I love you. I'll call you back. And I remember I remember being like, You said it, you're saying I love you already? Like yep. you just met this guy. But for whatever reason, like we never found ourselves in a conversation about their relationship because it was so new. And then next thing we know, everything escalates. She goes to see him. It's extremely toxic. He's very controlling, very very manipulative. And she got out of it, thank God, and... Came and then told me everything. But like if she had told me everything beforehand, I don't think she would have gone to see him. No. Because I would have talked her out of it. Because I would have been like, hey, this isn't normal. This is actually very scary. And I don't want you to go somewhere you've never been before with this person, you know. Yeah. But I was never given that opportunity. Looking back, I wish I would have just been like, I wish I would have been more open to be like, oh, you say I love you already. Yeah. Interesting. Tell me more about it. Nothing, nothing. Um, putting her on the spot or making her feel feel bad because obviously she felt it, she said yeah. it. But there's nothing wrong with having a conversation about it.
1: No, and I think that's what, and this is totally going to be a one story episode. I mean, but I, I notice, I think, <laughs> but I really think this is important stuff to talk about because I think I don't think people take the responsibility of being a friend as, as serious as they should. Mm-hmm. If I call myself your friend. I should be asking you the hard questions and I should be okay with realizing if I pursue this pushing and telling you my concerns, you could get mad at me and not talk to me. It's a risk. But if I love you, that's worth the risk than me just not saying stuff. A thousand percent.
0: Especially if you've been told by that person that you are one of their close friends. There's like acquaintances. Let's be real with ourselves. If you're an acquaintance it's not it's not your place <laughs> if you a- if it has been clearly stated that you are one of their close friends it is it is actually your duty yeah to voice your concerns <laughs> not to not to change their decision making but to voice your concerns as
1: a friend and as someone yeah. who loves them and like i've in conversations i've had i've said that i've been mm-hmm. like Hey, I always, like I just said previously, I always ask my friends in a relationship, like randomly, I'll be like, hey, what was your last fight about? and And I want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And I've had friends that they've told me their last fight and I've been like, that's a little bit weird. Yeah. And so then I'll just say, hey, you know that I love you and I'm not judging you, I'm not judging him, but like I would love to further talk about, like, is that something that happens often? Does mm-hmm. he always control what you're wearing? Does he always, you know make you feel guilty when you go see your family. Like yeah. certain things where I'm like, what that that's kind of a red flag mm-hmm. and I'm gonna talk about it with you. Yeah. And I don't come across judgy. I don't come across harsh, but I come across in a way where I say, I love you mm-hmm. and I'm protective of you and it's my job. Like I take my job as your friend seriously. So I wanna talk about it. Yeah. And I think I think sometimes we get so like, uh, that looks messy. I'm just gonna stay in my own lane. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's so many situations like our like Anonymous wrote in that if people were really paying attention, they would be like, that's interesting. She stopped going to all the school events. That's interesting. Yeah. She never wants to hang Why out. That's she interesting. Go to prom? Why doesn't she want to go to homecoming? Yeah, but we're so wrapped up in our own lives that we just kind of let people do their own thing. But we have to step out and say, Hey, I'm just checking in like thing things seem off mm-hmm. because that's how we care for people and we look out for people because yeah. people in those situations it's very rare that they notice what's going on until it's too late you know yeah it's you're
0: too wrapped up in all the lovey-dovey stuff yeah.
1: especially i really want to emphasize this at that age yep
0: i mean I still get wrapped up in all the lovey-dovey stuff, and I'm 32. Yeah. When I was 15, he was freaking a prince that yep. just <laughs> dropped out of heaven, a Greek god that landed <laughs> in my lap, you know, like, and I'm going, I'm obsessed with him. Yeah. I live, eat, and breathe him. Like, at that age, I just, again, with the whole, like, you feeling embarrassed, they they become everything yep. and you don't have any real like responsibilities yet other than school. So you have all this time to really like daydream and like really like envision like your life with them and like fall deeply in love with them. So it's just it's such a different thing at that age. Yeah. I I can say I'm finally at a place where I can I can separate those emotions yeah. and like think more clearly. But even even at my age, I still get excited and I still yeah. get wrapped up in it. So you cannot be hard on yourself at no. that age. Ah, the wild. What Ugh. a wild story!
1: So are, everybody needs disgusting. to pry into their friends' lives. He and is ask disgusting. All the he sucks. I mean, obviously, we're not telling you what to do, but like, we kind of are. <laughs> trash. trash. We try not to give like straight up. Do we this, don't do name call and trash. we don't know. Again, we don't know the whole story, but I highly, highly recommend. That you reach out and talk to people and tell them every single detail, Mm -hmm. even the ones you're embarrassed about. Mm Because someone needs someone in your life who knows you and is close to you needs to know all of this so they can help you through it. Yeah. If you
0: have a friend in a similar situation, send them this episode. No, literally. And then text them after you know they've listened to it and be like, hey, (laughs) (laughs) hey, just checking in.
1: Would like to have a further talk. Yeah.
0: Um, uh well uh we definitely will be only doing one story because (laughs) we went way over than we were supposed to I feel like we've been doing this lately but like when I I I also don't hate it because Mm -hmm. when Taryn and I get on a roll I feel like it's usually for a reason and um hopefully anyone listening to this message message sure sure anyone listening to this story that needed to hear this message hopefully that all really resonated with you
1: yeah well also like that's I mean, that's been our thing from day one. Is like we talk just straight from our guts, <laughs> our yeah. heart guts. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I don't want to ever <laughs> like shy away from talking about something because we're like trying to finish in time or like get two stories in. exactly. We and got all it, the was, it
0: was a long story. Like there yeah. was a lot to yeah dissect. Und- yeah, and thank you so much, Anonymous, for writing in that story and for all the details because it really helped me form
1: my my opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's go ahead and end with a. Let's do a it. Dad joke. I'm having deja vu, but I don't think I've Uh-oh. said this one. Okay. We'll see. Why are piggy banks so wise? I don't know why I said it was such like inflection. <laughs>
0: uh. Wise. Piggy banks are
1: wise because. I don't know. (laughs) Because they're filled with common sense. (sighs) That's so.
0: That's a good one. Okay, that's a good one. Thanks, Ash. Um, Guys, you
1: already know the drill. If
0: you made it to the dad joke, we love you the mostest. Be sure to follow us on Instagram. Be sure to follow us on YouTube. We record every single episode and not for nobody, for you guys. So if you want to see us while we do our little advice, then uh, check us out on YouTube and... If you're sitting on a story or you have some advice that you need, write us. <laughs> write us. Send us. Stop what you're doing. Email write us. a uh, uh, a very detailed description of what you're going yes. through. Also, if I could just throw in a little like <laughs> little thing, I would love like your age. I would love like the state that you live in. Just yeah. descriptors to help me form a better idea of what we're of what we're talking
1: about. It's very helpful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it does cuz like I wanted I the whole time I wanted to know how old he was. Yeah. I mean, I obviously I feel like it was obvious that he was over 18. Yeah. It felt very um, obvious. But, but I was I like I was
0: picturing like mid
1: to late 20s. Yeah. Um so yeah, we love all the the deets. Yeah. Okay. Send it. Send in the
0: details. <laughs> send the deets. Um and yeah, we love you the most. We'll talk to you guys uh in the next episode, which hopefully we get to two stories.
1: <laughs> we'll try. <laughs>
0: No promises. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs>